I'm Brett McGarry. This week on the Couch Potatoes, it's a new month. So what does that mean, Jeff Braun? It means it's time for the October movie preview. Also, I saw a scary movie this week, my first in 20 years. I'll tell you all about it. I can't believe you went to see that. Good for you, Jeff Braun. And the fall TV preview is not over because the CW rolls out all of its shows this week. We'll tell you what's coming and when. First, what's new at the movies this weekend. What seems to be the problem? Death. I want more life. An experiment. Nothing more. Nothing more. More human than human is our motto. That's from Blade Runner, the 1982 classic science fiction film from Ridley Scott, which starred Harrison Ford. The first one was adapted from the Philip K. Dick novel, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? and is about a dystopic future where androids, or replicants, are causing some problems. Ford played Rick Deckard, a police operative known as Blade Runner, who hunts down and retires said replicants. This weekend sees the long-awaited sequel some 35 years in the making, Blade Runner 2049. Every civilization was built off the back of a disposable workforce. But I can only make so many. Shh. Happy birthday. That's a creepy-looking Jared Leto bringing into the world another replicant. He talks about stuff being built on disposable workforces. In the original film, the use of replicants on Earth was actually forbidden. They were only used for work on off-world colonies. Also among the cast in this new film, Robin Wright. There is an order to things. That's what we do here. We keep order. The world is built on a wall that separates kind. Tell either side there's no wall. You bought a war. Dave Bautista is also in the cast, a.k.a. Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Or perhaps you know him from his many years as a WWE wrestler. And in the lead role this time out, Ryan Gosling, who plays an LAPD officer, a Blade Runner, and he discovers a dark secret that might bring an end to humanity. So he goes looking for Rick Deckard, who disappeared 30 years ago, which means Harrison Ford is back. You're a cop. I did your job once. I was good at it. I know. What do you want? I want to ask you some questions. The movie is directed by Quebec's Denis Villeneuve, and Ridley Scott is executive producer. Blade Runner 2049, so far getting great reviews. I always told you, you're special. Your story isn't over yet. There's still a page left. Also new this weekend, The Mountain Between Us. Alex, can you look at me? You really hurt your leg. Your phone's smashed. My phone has no signal and we're pretty high up on the mountain. 
if we stay here, we're safe. If we leave, search and rescue, they're less likely to find us. Look, I don't want to die up here because you're too scared to take a risk. Someone's looking for us. The pilot didn't file a flight plan. Nobody knows where we are. We're all we've got, me and you. Kate Winslet and Idris Elba are strangers in a planes, trains, and automobiles type situation who have to share a small plane ride over the mountains of Idaho, but the plane crashes, the pilot dies, and the two of them are stranded together in the wilderness. Yada, 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 they try to get out alive. The reviews have been unenthusiastic, but I find Winslet's almost always worth watching. Same with Idris Elba, though I wish he would get a big part in a really good movie already. Until then, there will always be a mountain between us. We might die together, and I don't even know you. We're not gonna die. Not today. Also at this weekend, there's a movie starring Judy Dench called Victoria and Abdul. And guess what, Brett? Victoria's or Judy Dench plays the Queen again. Oh wow! This is I swear to God, it's at least the third time. It may be the fourth or the fifth <laughs> or the sixth time. She won an Oscar for uh, playing the Queen in uh, Shakespeare in Love. Anyways, this is uh, about the Queen, and she makes friends with a young man from India who's one of her servants. His name is Abdul. I've seen the trailer a bunch of times. It looks uh, looks okay. If you're if you're a, a hardcore dench head, you'll definitely want to check it out. A dench head? Yeah, it's getting a 67% on the adult tomato meter. That's sort of right on the border being between good and bad. So okay. There you go. And finally, this weekend... I'm Princess Twilight Sparkle, and this is my home, Equestria. A land filled with magic, music, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. and most importantly, friendship. Life is perfect. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? No, you're not tripping. That was all real. The My Little Pony movie is a thing, which I didn't know until yesterday. I guess it's been a TV show the last few years. I thought this stuff died decades ago. When my little sister was into it. But here we are. So all the cute, colorful ponies live in harmony until a bad one comes along. Put your hooves together for Commander Tempest! How about we start with your complete and total surrender? Also, like, half of these ponies appear to be unicorns, judging by the trailer, but whatever. Uh, the good ones have to beat the bad ones, or they're all glue! The movie stars Uzo Aduba, Emily Blunt, Kristen Chenoweth, Tay Diggs, and a bunch of names I didn't recognize, probably the voice actors from the TV show. Let's show these little ponies how it's done. It's, it's the magic of... Yeah, yeah. Friendship and flowers and ponies and blue. Think it's a load of horse... <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I believe that is an indication that Jeff Braun does not or- endorse this film. No, but if, you, if you're a little kid and you want to go see it, have fun. Yeah, one of our colleagues is super excited about this film. So, hey, there's stuff for everybody. As they say, different strokes. Up next, we'll tell you what is coming out on Friday the 13th. Ooh. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry, Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes doing our October movie preview. We are on now to Friday the 13th where there is an interesting looking thriller. 
Oh, hey, you're up. Am I in a dorm room? Yeah, I folded your pants for you. Great. Dude, did you hit that or what? It's called Happy Death Day, which has a major yet familiar twist, which is always intriguing, and we'll get to that in a moment. First, the trailer focuses on a young lady who partied a little too hard the night before, sleeps with some random dude, and now has to do the walk of shame across campus. You sneaky little bitch. Maybe you should switch to water next time. Super helpful. Don't be late to party tonight. Okay, bye. Bye. Tree, happy birthday. You scared me. Hey, you're up. OMG! She got killed, but woke up to relive the day. She in a time loop. Look, I know this isn't gonna make any sense. Stop global warming. I feel like I'm losing my mind. You sneaky little blush. Happy birthday. I've already lived through this day. Somebody's gonna kill me tonight. So you can hear now. Is everything okay? So, it's a stabby, thriller version of Groundhog Day. You know, you want a prediction about the weather, you're asking the wrong film. I'll give you a winter prediction. It's gonna be cold, it's gonna be gray, and it's gonna last you for the rest of your life. That 1993 film saw Bill Murray relive the same day over and over in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania to genius effect. It is a classic film. And it's a storytelling tactic that's actually been used quite a bit in the last decade or so. In 2006, ABC tried their hand at the time loop format for a cop show starring Tay Diggs. It was called Daybreak. In 2014, Tom Cruise starred in the alien invasion time loop film Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. Earlier this year in March, there was a young adult mystery time loop called Before I Fall about a young woman who dies in a car crash but keeps reliving the same day. And now we have Happy Death Day. Assuming that I believe any of this is even possible. Sprinklers. Car alarm. The way I see it, you have unlimited amount of lives. Unlimited opportunities to solve your own murder. So I'm supposed to keep dying until I figure out who my killer is? You want to live to see tomorrow, right? It's odd to have two Groundhog Day-ish movies in the same year, especially two movies aimed at young adults, but Before I Fall was more of a dramatic mystery. This looks like a fun thriller. Oh. Also on the 13th, a movie called Marshall. You gentlemen are making a big mistake. This here is Mr. Thurgood Marshall. Man is an attorney. You will treat him with the respect that he deserves. And not just any attorney, Thurgood Marshall would become the first black justice on the Supreme Court in the U.S. He was also famous for desegregating schools, so kind of a big deal. In this biopic, he's played by Chadwick Boseman, who played another important figure in the Civil Rights era, the first black Major League ball player, Jackie Robinson, in 42. And of course, we know him as Black Panther from the Marvel movies. Now, he's Thurgood Marshall. 
Baby, you go into these towns, I've never seen a Negro lawyer. Hey, boy! You need to be careful. NAACP. Very good. You're going to Connecticut. Joseph Spell, Negro serving attack socialite in her own bedroom. This case will show the world if a color man can get a fair trial in the United States. There's only 13 million Negroes depending on you. Don't any of you have any confidence in me? I'd say you have enough confidence for us all. Unfortunately, it's a sort of movie that is sadly still all too relevant. The movie looks pretty good, though. It co-stars Emmy Award winners Sterling K. Brown, Josh Gad, Kate Hudson, and James Cromwell. If you want freedom, you're going to have to fight for it. The only way to get through a bigot's door was to break it down. So Chadwick Boseman is like the go-to biopic guy now, right? Seems like it. Because he also played James Brown. Oh, he did? Yeah. Well, there you go. So, and I thought, yeah. Black Panther's not real though, right? No, okay. he's not a real guy. It's not based <laughs> on the, the gang uh, of Black Panthers. It's, uh, yeah. Although I suppose, uh, you know, if somebody wanted to dress up like him, could be. <laughs> Guess so. Yeah. <laughs> also on Friday the 13th. Everyone's already inside. An explosion rocked the city today. Jackie Chan is out for vengeance in The Foreigner. 20,000 pounds for the names of the bombers. That's not how we do things here. Hello? Mr. Hennessy, he's here again. That's five days in a row now. What does he want? His daughter was killed in the bombing. Please find out the names of the bombers. I work for the government, not terrorists. You used to work for them. I don't know who the bombers are. I don't believe in you. Chen plays a humble London businessman named Quan, whose daughter is killed in an act of politically motivated terrorism. Quan wants the names of the bombers, and we start to learn that he's not just a humble businessman, he has a particular set of skills. Him. You would tell me the names of the bombers. If they kill me on Tuesday, he's trained. Bury me on Wednesday. Maybe special forces. Mom for me Thursday. Stop! She's wearing the blue! He just wants you to know he can get to you. What is going on? He thinks I know who blew up his daughter. Do you? He ends up taking on British government officials, one played by Pierce Brosnan. Quan believes that government official knows who set off the bomb. If he knows, he's not telling, so Chan goes on a rampage. There's an old man running circles around a lot of us. He's ahead of us every step of the way. The screenplay for The Foreigner was adapted from a Stephen Leather novel called The Chinaman. I'm excited to see Chan take on a more dramatic role. You have no idea who you're dealing with. Yes, I do. Do you? We're going to press pause on our October, mo- October movie preview. We got about 90 seconds. Jeff Braun, you saw oh, it? I saw it. Um, I'll tell you the good and the bad. The good, uh, I like the kids that were in it, mm-hmm. several of whom I knew. The Stranger Things kid, the me, myself, and I, or whatever that Bobby Moynihan showed, the kid from that. The other, the main kid I saw in a movie called St. Vincent with... Uh, Bill Murray is a good, so a good cast there. I like the 1990 of it all. These kids were the exact same age that I was in 1990. 
So that all tracked, and it looked terrific. The special effects are great. Uh, clearly, they tried to make a good movie with scares, not just a scary movie, and there's a difference, and I think that probably has a lot to do with its success. And it was a good story. I mean, I've been aware of the book, It, since the 80s, I'd, but I never really knew what it was about. So it was all surprises for me. The bad, it was too gross. The blood, the gore and stuff, I couldn't take it. Okay. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. Okay. They just, you could see it was coming. You could always have time to brace yourself for the scare, uh, I thought. Uh, all the bad dads in it, I found a lot of that stuff in the bully more disturbing than the clown. And it was too long. It was 20 minutes too long. And uh, as it turns out, the people I went with were right a minute before the movie started. All four of us were talking. And somebody had thought that, well, you, I thought you wanted to see this. That's why we're here. And all of us, none of us wanted to see it. <laughs> Through miscommunication, we all ended up at a movie nobody really wanted to watch. But well, I would give it three and a half couch cushions out of five. I'd probably give it more if I was into that sort of thing. Hey, I applaud you for going. I mean, I've been, we've been, it's been a running joke since we started the show over a decade ago that Jeff Braun does not do scary movies. No. So I salute you, sir. Thank you. The October movie preview continues next. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are The Couch Potatoes doing our October movie preview. We are on to October 20th now, where Miles Teller stars in a film... Based on a true story, only the brave. I worked this blaze near Montana. In the blink of an eye, just fire everywhere. And then charging out of these flames comes this bear on fire. It was the most beautiful and terrible thing I've ever seen. It's based on the story of the Granite Mountain Hotshots, an elite team of firefighters tasked with holding the line on the Yarnell Hill wildfire in 2013 in Arizona. It has a great cast, including Josh Brolin, who plays the team leader, Eric Soup Marsh. You know what we're training for? Hotshots get to engage the fire directly. The SEAL Team 6 of firefighters. If you give me a chance, I won't let you down. Sooner or later, the fire's gonna come knocking in our hometown. We've been training for over four years. We've got all our hours, all our qualifications. But until we're certified hotshots, my crew won't even be able to set foot on the line. I told you it wouldn't be easy. The cast also includes Jennifer Connelly, Angie McDonald, Taylor Kitsch, and as you just heard there, Jeff Bridges. What is that? Fire's threatening homes and people's lives. I want Granite Mountain. There it is. Your hotshots. I just had a daughter, and I just really want to give her what I never had. Fire gets past our line, it goes to our town. Burn over seconds away. It's gonna feel like the end of the world. As long as you can breathe, you can survive. It's directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who previously directed visual effects-driven films Tron Legacy and Oblivion, which starred Tom Cruise. His expertise in effects is on display because the film looks great. Let's just hope he sticks the landing on portraying the human component of this heroic and tragic story. be prouder of his boys than I am of you guys. Also coming on the 20th, Geostorm. The Senate committee will now hear from Jacob Lawson, Climate ISS Chief Coordinator. May the record reflect that he was nearly one hour late. Yeah, sorry about that. I literally had to fly in from outer space. Ah, the easy charm of Gerard Butler. I'm on record as not being a fan, so no surprise to me that he's in what looks to be the worst movie of the year. 
He plays a scientist, but not just a scientist, Brett. He is a famous ladies' man type scientist because in Hollywood, that's a thing. Gerard Butler's not the only red flag in this movie. The President is played by Andy Garcia. Thanks to the system of satellites, natural disasters have become a thing of the past. We can control our weather. I like Andy Garcia, but if this movie was any good, they would have got someone bigger to play the president. Anyways, the point of the movie is this. It is the near future, and the government can use these satellites to control the weather, as he said. But what is literally happening is that bombs are being dropped out of the satellites into the atmosphere and dispersing the clouds, dissipating the hurricanes, that sort of thing. Not sure why the bombs would have to be launched from space, though. Doesn't matter. What matters is that things are about to go wrong. Mr. President. One of our thermospheric satellites malfunctioned over Afghanistan. So your proposal is what? We shut down all satellites. I don't need to remind all of you how many people died from catastrophic climate conditions. Make sure there's no further incidents. Are you going back up to space? I'm coming back. I promise. So Butler is off to the space station satellite thing to fix the problem, but it won't be easy. My access has been blocked. So satellite has a bad comm, that happens. This wasn't a malfunction. It was intentional. There's potential for catastrophic weather events on a global scale. A geostorm. Drink! You know a movie is awesome when they put the title in it like that. (laughs) So yeah, everything goes haywire and disaster porn ensues. The special effects though look terrible. This would be the best looking movie of 1996. Too bad it's 2017. It looks like a lot of bad dialogue and wooden acting to boot, and I mean, if they can't even make the trailer look exciting, what hope does the movie have? The only one who has the kill coats is the president. I need your help. You're soliciting a secret service agent. Seriously? We're kidnapping the president in a self-driving cab. Jake, if you can't stop it, no one can. Three. Geostorm. Also on October 20th, Michael Fassbender takes on a serial killer in The Snowman. A woman vanished last night. We just found the body. Prince. And the head is missing. Michael Fassbender is Detective Harry Hole, the main character of a series of books from Norwegian author Joe Nesbo. The Harry Hole books have sold. <laughs> yeah, just ignore the fact that his name is Harry Hole. For come on. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. We're, we're children. 14. Yeah. <laughs> the Harry Hole books. <laughs> The Harry Hole books have sold 30 million copies worldwide. So, hey, he's a big deal, okay? He's a a lot of people have read these books. And in this film, and I've interviewed the author too, Joe Nesbo. Really? He's a cool guy. Yeah. He's from Norway. Does he get how Harry Hole translates in English? Uh, I'm sure he does. I didn't really broach that. Uh, Anyway, Hole (laughs) is chasing quite the killer. 
As a woman disappears on the first snow of winter and her pink scarf is found wrapped around a snowman. He calls himself the snowman killer. He's completely insane. I'm thinking that he's going after women that he disapproves of. The only thing we know for sure is that he's playing games with us. So, it's filmed in Norway, which looks to provide both a beautiful, claustrophobic, and haunting backdrop. It opens on October 20th. Another missing woman. There's something we're not seeing. What matters most is that we celebrate the way this has brought us together. Anyone can see that he's trying to hide something. You can't force the pieces to fit. You could have saved them. No. Gave you all the clues. Oddly enough, the author, Joe Nesbo, who writes these books about grisly murders, also writes kids' books, including Dr. Proctor's Fart Powder, about a professor who has a powder that makes people fart, <laughs> including an industrial strength powder that makes people fart so hard they get shot into outer space. So he knew what he was doing when he named that guy Harry Hole. Come on. <laughs> All right, well, moving on. Finally, on the 20th, there's a movie called The Same Kind of Different as Me. I had another dream last night. Was it a good one or was it about me? It was about a poor wise man who changes the city. And I saw his face. Hey! We have to talk to him. That's a man from my dream. What's your name? You don't need to know my name. Okay, we're in some weird territory here. This movie is based on a best-selling novel, apparently. It stars Greg Kinnear and Renee Zellweger as a struggling, long-married couple. And it also stars Jaiman Hansu as what appears to be the offensive cliché of the magical black man, a trope which does not have a good look to it at all anymore. In fact, The Guardian journalist Stuart Heritage called the trailer for this movie, quote, the worst, most offensive thing I have ever seen. This movie was also shot three years ago. They keep pushing back its release date, and they still have time to push it back again. They probably should. Whether we's rich or poor, we's all homeless. Just working our way back home. Denver changed everything. Our lives together would never be this beautiful. We will conclude. <laughs> we will conclude the October movie preview up next, and we'll tell you. What is coming to your television as the fall TV preview continues? You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. We are wrapping up the October movie preview. And on the 27th, Matt Damon stars in Suburbicon. Welcome to Suburbicon, a town of great wonder and excitement. Hey there. Built with the promise of prosperity for all. George Clooney directs what looks to be a loopy thriller comedy type deal. Nikki, you need to get up. There are men in the house. Son, there's something I have to tell you. Those men killed mom. Hard to pin it down exactly, but it is written by Clooney's close friends, the Coen brothers, which does explain the loopiness of it all. Mr. Lodge? Yes. You know a character named Rizzoli? He's a loan shark. If you were into the mob for money, that might explain what happened to your wife. Hi, pal. 
So Damon plays a walking tall kind of guy, mild mannered suburbanite pushed to the breaking point. There is a surprising amount of blood spatter in the trailer. These animals took everything from us. I have to make decisions like what's best for the family. Any progress on the investigation? A mobster got killed a couple of days ago. I can end the conversation real quick. I'm sorry for his loss. Of life? Yeah, I guess he probably is too. The movie also stars Julianne Moore, Glenn Fleshler, and Oscar Isaac. I could have you killed in no time. I could kill you too. <laughs> Also on the 27th, one week after Miles Teller stars in Only the Brave, which is based on a true story, he stars in another movie based on real life. Thank you for your service. I rode shotgun in the lead Humvee, and I looked for bombs. Stop the truck. You don't see the bomb unless they want you to. What you got? I don't see nothing, man. You don't see it. He feels it. I was a good soldier. I had purpose, and I loved it. This film is inspired by a non-fiction book from Pulitzer Prize-winning author David Finkel about a group of American soldiers who come home from Iraq and struggle to get back to regular life. Maybe I'm foolish. How long you been up? It's already 4 p.m. in Baghdad. Got one chocolate chip smiley face pancake for you. She doesn't like chocolate. Okay, I guess I missed that part. I'm only human. Two Army Commendation Medals, an Army Achievement Medal. Impressive. You never told me you were a hero. Don't spare me the details. I can take anything but quiet. Specifically, this movie takes a hard look at what many of these soldiers are facing when they come home, post-traumatic stress disorder, and how the system often fails these brave men and women. I know this don't look like much of a life. But every morning I get up, I'm grateful. I'm alive because of you. I'm only human. I made mistakes. I'm only human. So it takes to put the pain on me. Thank you for looking after my son. I'm not a hero. We're brothers. We look after each other. I'm only human. After all, don't put the blame on me. And finally, on the 27th, the horror franchise is resurrected just in time for Halloween. It's Jigsaw. No, it's not creepy at all. I want to play a game. This is the eighth film in the Saw franchise about the Jigsaw killer, who technically doesn't kill anyone. He kidnaps them and places them in these elaborate traps, which will kill them in agonizing pain unless they fight their way out while suffering agonizing pain. They basically have to torture themselves to survive. The first one, released back in 2004, was actually a clever little film with a unique story. It was successful and spawned annual sequels through 2010. Unfortunately, the franchise quickly devolved into torture porn and ended up being more about the creative torture traps than good stories. And hey, that's fine. There's a niche audience for that kind of stuff. And I admit, I enjoyed the ride for a while. But by the time Saw 3D rolled around in 2010, I was happy to see them refer to it as the final chapter. Well, here we are, not even 10 years later, and it's time to go back to the well of blood. Game's gonna be one. 
All you need to do is confess. I confess that this is messed up! It's Jigsaw. Jigsaw's dead. Is he? The Jigsaw Killer himself has, in fact, long been dead, so who knows what sort of crazy storyline they've cooked up. I admit, as a fan of the first few movies, I am genuinely curious. It's said to be not nearly as vicious as previous entries, but there's still plenty of gore, so it is not for you, Jeff Braun. You already saw your did your uh, scary I don't know, movie. I, I'm pretty tough now, though, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> you went to see. I it? watched like 80% of it with my eyes open. <laughs> Uh, we only have a few seconds left here. Uh, I guess we'll just quickly... What's just coming to home video this week? Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes on digital HD. Uh, hard copies of The House and Baby Driver. Okay, and then as far as television goes, we'll just quickly rattle through the list here. Sunday is Madam Secretary Season 4. That's on Global. Yep. And then also... America's Funniest Home Videos. That's been on since 1990. Keeps on rolling. On Monday, two shows that will appear on both The CW and Showcase. Season 3 of Supergirl and Season 3 of a new show, Valor, which now makes three shows about elite military units joining the Brave and Seal. My gosh. On Tuesday, more CW superhero action with The Flash and DC Legends of Tomorrow. It's also on Much Music in Canada and sometimes on CTV, so there you go. And Wednesday, big one on Showcase. Season 3 of Mr. Robot. Uh, season 2 of Riverdale and... And a new show called Dynasty. It's a reboot of Dynasty. Both Riverdale and Dynasty appear on the CW and then will be on Netflix on Thursdays. And on Thursdays, season 13 of Supernatural, one of your favorites. Season 6 of Arrow. Both CW shows also on Space in Canada. And then finally on Friday, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend season 3. CW and the W Network and Jane the Virgin Season 4. That's on the CW and Netflix on Saturdays. That's all the time we have. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. And remember, first subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Google Play. And if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother. Don't bother.